0: Your mind is not evolved to make you happy. It is meant to keep you alive. Happiness is your job. And you mostly get it by focusing on other things. Hi, hope you're well. This is P.D. at the Art of Self-Development. This episode is for everyone interested in ideas and practical tools to develop the most useful skills for yourself and for the people you care about. Happiness can be an elusive thing to chase. You can get it in the unlikeliest places, or you might try to chase it where you think it must be, never to find it. Many of us still believe that happiness can be found, that it is out there. And with more that we possess, we get closer to ultimate happiness. We get more and more. And part of the reason, I think, is that our minds play a trick on us. You see, whenever you get a new item, a new gadget, a new car, a new house, you can feel happy. Any of these things that you can possess can make you feel happy for a while. And the reason simply is the way our brains work. We are hardwired to go for the things that make our lives easier or that seem to increase our chances at surviving and thriving. This is how our brains trick us into believing that more stuff equals more happiness, even though on the whole it tends to be more of the opposite in the long run. Because that shiny new car will easily translate into anxiety at the first scratches that appear, at the fees and the insurance that'll keep piling up, at the mortgage that you might need to keep that house or the flat. And all of these things, of course, have practical value they can be very important. But the truth is, more stuff does not lead to happiness, especially if you really don't need it. Happiness is a state of mind that you've been programmed to feel when the conditions arise that evolutionarily would improve your chances at survival. But the good thing is, we do have power to change what we feel and to align it with things that are actually good for us. Now, some of us are happier, some of us are less so, because for most of us it's not just our decision. A lot of it is, well, both nurture and nature. A part of the inclination to be happy or unhappy is genetic, we know that. You can have two kids, even twins, and from the get-go you will see how different their approach to life is. So genes are important. Nurture also is important. The way the child grows up. What kind of stories they hear when they do. But fortunately a good chunk of the puzzle is our own choices and our own decisions as to whether we decide to be happy and what steps we take to that goal. Our starting point may be different from the get-go, when we are born and as we are growing up. But the truth is, happiness should never be the goal. Happiness does not feed itself. Especially when we feel happy after a longer period of time. We feel in a way that we would like to last forever. But the downside is, we were never meant to only be happy. And nor would it serve us if we did. Because we have evolved a range of emotions. From sadness to grief to anger and on to gratitude and satisfaction and happiness. And they all have their place. A person who only feels happy is not complete. I don't believe we would do any good trying to make everyone happy something important would be lost. Because happiness doesn't mean anything without sadness, without loss, without struggle. But it means so much more as a complement to these and as an end result. I believe for most of us we can be happier than we naturally would, than nature would have us. But you can't possibly get there by trying to be happy. You can do it by focusing on what matters to you, what really is important in your life, and not just to you personally, but also to the lives of others, in a way that connects you, that allows you to create value for other people. Ultimately, happiness is much more about giving than taking. You can't focus on what you lack, what you want and getting it, and be happy in the long run. And this is a good thing, because what it means is, your gain equals other people's gain. If you give to other people, if you work to make their lives better, you feel good about yourself as a result, and also other people will want to give back to you. So it is actually useful to get the happiness that you want in the way that actually works for everyone. So that is the main idea of happiness. It is the spirit of giving. It is the way you think in terms of abundance rather than scarcity. And this can happen most profoundly in times when you lack the most. When you don't have enough and you decide to help somebody else who needs it more than you do. This can give you the strength, the understanding of how happiness works and how giving is the foundation of it. That it is not about you, that it's about contributing to someone or something else. About making positive effort at making things better. So it's simple shift in perspective from what you lack to what you have, from what you want for yourself to what you can give to other people. That can have the biggest impact on the level of happiness that you have or that you can create. It's about seeing the good things in things and in people rather than the bad ones, having positive expectations, without being blind to the negatives, but being ready to create the positives and transform the negatives. Ultimately. A lot of it has to do with the resilience. The ability to take things at face value, take things the way they are, and then make the best of them. Again, not just for you. Because you can't be happy just for yourself in the long run. We're built as social animals. That's how we evolved and how we developed this incredible civilization that we have now. We would not be able to build skyscrapers and bridges and airports on our own as individuals. But together, whenever we unite to create something big, that's how we make things happen. And through understanding our role and what we can bring, we create value that on our own we could never create. Anyways, there are more things that take away our attention or that focus it in the wrong direction, that you can also take a look at to make sure you're on the right track, whatever that means to you. Because there are also little things that we can do to be happier, to be more satisfied. And it mostly has to do with what we focus on. It is about prioritizing our character. Whatever dispositions you have that are unique to you, when you align with it better so that your life is a natural expression of who you are deep down. That is a big chunk of it. It is about what you want and what you don't want because so often we are not very clear on what matters to us but we are pretty quick at discovering what is not it. Whenever you find it, get rid of it. Erase it defragment your attention. Oftentimes, we get distracted much more than is good for us. There are always things, devices and apps that take away your attention. And the more you can really focus on one thing at a time, really be present with it. Being with people and communicating is another big part of the puzzle. Anytime you really share, when you talk about things that are important to you. That has a huge influence. We can't be happy only on our own. We're not built that way. And especially physically being together, with the people you care about, that you love. Spending time, talking, touching each other. All of these things have a major influence. Getting physical, moving your body around there's probably no other natural remedy to sadness and depression than physical exercise. It makes your body and mind stronger. It even helps to know that, well, you're not that important. Meaning, oftentimes we get unhappy or depressed when we put too much focus on what we have. And when we compare it with other people and their positions, well, try instead to take a different perspective. You're not that important, and neither it is important whether or not everyone likes you. There may be some people who you should do your best to get along with and have the best relationship. That's the people you live with and work with, and maybe some select few. For the most of the rest, it doesn't really matter. And the idea that we should be liked, in order to be happy, really is less than useful. It is much more important to keep whatever passions you have. Things that interest you, that you like to do, that make sense to you. And then surround yourself with the people who have a similar approach. They're doing different things, but they're passionate about them. It almost doesn't matter what the passion is. Even if they're passionate about computer games or comic books. Even that can be a passion. It can drive them and it can be intoxicating for other people. And again, there may be more worthy things to be passionate about, but it's the passion that counts. Enjoy the small things. Enjoy the morning tea or coffee that you have, the sitting on the porch watching the sunset, talking to your neighbors, appreciating the sunshine, the more you lower the bar for what makes you happy, for the things that you want to appreciate, that most of us don't even see, the happier you become, naturally. Because we were not meant to be happy to have a car or a house or a yacht. We're meant to be happy when our lives are good. And that is much more about experience than possession. That is, when you've learned enough about what works, what makes you tick, you can make the decision to be happy and actually be that way. Whereas trying to be happy by getting stuff, by focusing on yourself, will always fall flat. So be more appreciative. Align with your purpose, whatever that means. And develop the resilience that teaches you to turn momentary setbacks and failures into satisfying long-term successes. Do the things that challenge you every day. And again, these things don't need to be big. I like to take a cold shower every day after a hot one. Because it makes me that much sharper and energized and stronger. And it's a small thing that is good for my health but it's much better for my mindset. Because it keeps me sharp. And it's one of those things that I know works for me. So put these small things together. Those that work on you to create something that'll make a difference. To build something. To make your life and more meaningful and ultimately happier almost as a side-effect. You are the master and the sum total of your thoughts. Your thoughts create pictures which lead to your actions. Your actions create habits. Your habits create who you are. And most of all of these, your actions are the key. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Art of Self-Development. If you got some value out of this episode, or you know someone who might benefit from this podcast, share it with your friends. With questions, suggestions, or insights, write me at pdartofsd at gmail.com. Keep doing your part to create the best possible life for yourself and others. And through what you do, leave the world better than you found it.